Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Uh, this morning, and, I, and I, can I just say, I, I watched that yesterday uh, as long as I could, and I thought it was fantastic that the Bucks won, and I, I, I thought that they perhaps would win, having won away from home at Phoenix uh, in Game 5 to get that advantage. I, I think it was always going to be tough for Phoenix to get there yesterday. Uh, but it, it was, it's also good that you know they won by a comfortable enough margin that they were able to, down the stretch, down that last part, know that they were going to win and just bask in the glory of it. Hugh Bainan, no, no doubt, was watching it. Play by play. He's, uh, of course, uh, a Sky Sport basketball commentator, great analyst of the game. Uh, he was on the panel with us yesterday. Uh, we've got him back this morning because of his basketball expertise, and we really do need to talk about it. Hugh, good morning to you. Morning, Smithy. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was, it was funny, actually. I was signed down in, in Potterua for, uh, for the New Zealand NBA Final Four, which kicks off tonight. And, and we were all, I was with the Hawks Bay Hawks doing some interviews ahead of the broadcast tonight, and we all huddled around someone's phone watching that, that stretch, which, as you mentioned, was in essence a victory lap for the Bucks in front of their home fans. It was awesome, right? How good was that? Uh, well, it, ju- it just was. Uh, you know, and we've had some amazing individual performances throughout the series, throughout the history of NBA basketball, to be fair, but uh, none better, I wouldn't have thought, than uh, Giannis and Tito Kumpo. I hope I've got that partially right anyway. The Greek freak, they call him. Uh, it's sensational yesterday. 50 points, Hugh. 50 points in a pressure game like that. Yeah, 50 points in a, you know, to seal a championship in front of your home fans. And we mentioned yesterday on the panel that Giannis um, was one of those guys who had, a, who had a chance a couple of years ago to say goodbye to the team that drafted in the Milwaukee Bucks and head to somewhere like LA or New York or Chicago or Miami, one of the bigger market teams. He's stuck with a small market team that hadn't won a championship for 50 years. Uh, and now he's accomplished what he needs to accomplish, right? And he'll go down as one of the greats now, a 50-piece, to win a championship in front of your home fans. You know, that's rarefied air. You know, that's LeBron James air, Kobe Bryant air, uh, Michael Jordan air. You know, and I'm not saying he's at that level just yet, but he's on his way to that level. Um, and that, that'll go down in history, like you say. And how fantastic is it that it's an international player, you know, a Greek player? This year, the MVP of the league was Serbian uh, the final MVP uh, was Greek, um, one of the best players in the league now in Luka Doncic is Slovenian. So basketball is, you know, it's a truly global sport and that is now being shown at the highest level in the NBA. Well, he was fantastic. Giannis was absolutely fantastic. But uh, to me, over that six-game period, was Middleton not a better player? Was he not, was he not a better contributor overall to the Bucks' performance? Well, potentially, you know, and that's it's a tough one to say, right? It, how do you 
how do you to how do you um you know calculate that I, you kind of think back to the breakers teams and the tall blacks teams where um you know Perry Cameron or Phil Jones or Kurt Penny would get all the points but Dylan Bouch is doing a lot of the hard work unnoticed but noticed by his teammates and that's kind of what Chris Middleton did uh, as well I think it's pretty hard not to give it to the guy who dropped 50 um in the uh, in the the final in the, in the final game but Chris Middleton and Chris Middleton the Giannis Antetokounmpo and only the two only players who have been there for so long the rest are a new group of bucks so awesome that those two um, have stuck it out with the Bucks, like I say, a small market franchise. And for fans of small market franchises like myself, a fan of the long-time struggling Sacramento Kings, uh, it, it fills me with hope, Smith. You're a masochist, mate. You're an absolute masochist. <laughs> Sac- Sacramento Kings. Goodness, goodness me. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm not Sacramento Kings, not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm I'm sort of floating to try and follow Stephen Adams from a New Zealand point of view. So I've gone off mm. the thunder. I've gone to the Pelicans a wee bit, just a wee bit, uh, of course. So because uh, Zion's there as well, and that, that's, that's an interesting combination there. Uh, I'll get to uh, what's coming up and what you think you foresee some of the teams looking like next year. Uh, just getting back to the Bucks, though, 50 years. That dates us back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Is it that long ago? 50 years. That, now, that's serious time. Serious time, right? To be a to be a, a fan of a franchise, fifty. And I know every year, you know, there's 29 losers in the NBA and one winner, and it's a, it's a really hard thing to win. But 50 years is a long time to wait. So for there'll be plenty of uh, well, there'll be plenty of sore heads in Milwaukee, I would imagine, this morning, uh, or whenever it's the morning when they wake up after it. But uh, yeah, fantastic for a team like that. I know there was a couple of shootings at one of the celebrations. Uh, no one died. There was a couple of injuries, so they do. Party hard, win, lose, or draw uh, in America. There's no doubt about it. Let's look at the other side of it, shall we? Shall we look at the Phoenix Suns. Game five, losing game five at home, that was crucial because it was always going to be tough to come back on the road against that. And Chris Paul, uh, poor old CP, who'd, who'd been looking for his first ring. Uh, it was a romantic sort of scene when they first made it to the grand final and there were tears and all sorts of things, mainly on his behalf because it's been such a battle. I don't think he fronted to the level that uh, they wanted him to, did he, to be fair? Uh, yeah, fair, but I'd also say it's fair to not let the finals define the season that Chris Paul had and the impacts he had on the Suns roster that no one was tipping to make it to, you know, within two games of winning an NBA championship. Um, so, yeah, maybe they worked him out, the Bucks, uh, in those final four games, but I think he's had a phenomenal impact on Phoenix basketball. And now what happens... To him now, you know, he's 36 years old. He's got a decision to make. He's got a player option on his contract, which means if he wants to stay, he can stay. It will be worth staying because that option is worth $44.2 million. Um, he's got until August the 1st to opt in. So what's that, like eight days, seven days in the States, or, uh, sorry, nine days in the States um, to sign an extension if he wants to. Uh, or he can move on elsewhere. And the only place he would move on elsewhere is somewhere where he thinks he can win. That's clearly what Chris Paul wants to do and needs to do for his legacy and uh, to finish his career is to get a ring. So he might think that Phoenix was the place to do that, you know, with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And we said yesterday on the panel again that the Bucks went through that adversity with well, a couple of close series in the last few years. And I feel that we see it in all sports, not just basketball, that you have to go through losing to get to winning. You know, only the very lucky few go straight to winning. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signs with Phoenix for a couple of years. Uh, and think that this is the place where you can get that championship. So we're in a 
break now, obviously, now that the NBA season is over. It's such a long season, it doesn't seem that long, of course, till it'll be underway again. When does the chopping and changing, the trading, and when do the new look squads start to take shape? Pretty much immediately. We've got eight days until the draft, eight days till the NBA draft, so that's when teams will start thinking about what their teams are going to look like next year. Uh, do they trade draft picks? Do they start with some youngsters? Are there any youngsters that could be game-changing right now? So it's going to start immediately. And all these other teams that haven't been in the playoffs, I mean, that's what they've been doing for the last month, is, is planning their team for next year. So interesting to see. It's going to be a very different-looking NBA next year. I mean, hopefully we see some COVID restrictions lifted if the world you know, continues to get back to where it, where it used to be. LeBron James is going to be back fully fit. You know, let's not forget LeBron James for the first time in however many years we didn't see him down the pointy end of an NBA season. He will be there towards the pointy end next year, injuries allowing. So the Lakers are a factor again next year with, with James and Davis. Maybe they add to their roster as well. So, um, I mean, that, that thinking about it now, that could be somewhere Chris Paul goes. Good friends with LeBron James, wants to win a championship. LeBron James got a pretty good record of winning championships. So uh, a lot to change over, over this offseason, and it's going to start immediately. Fortunately for New Zealand basketball fans, there's absolutely no sign of any COVID where you're going to be tonight, mate. And that, of course, is the NBL playoffs in New Zealand. The Saints are the hottest of favourites on the TAB to beat the Huskies. And the Hawks Bay Hawks are slight favourites to beat the Southland Sharks. Uh, what are your predictions there? Yeah, pretty much that. You know, the Saints and the Hawks are the two best teams left in this competition. The Sharks and the Huskies have both been rocked in the last couple of weeks by losing players, you know, former NBA big man Chris Johnson, he left with a couple of weeks ago in the Huskies regular season and Alonzo Burton, uh, the sharpshooter from Southland, he broke his hand just last week, which is gutting for Alonzo about to play in his first ever playoff series. So the Sharks and the Huskies have nothing to lose in their semifinals, um, which is dangerous in itself for them. You know, the Sharks side are really well coached, um, going up against the Hawks Bay side that gave it to them in Invercargill, so that's a bit between their teeth. And, and let's not forget the Sharks side are really riding a wave uh, a crest of an emotional wave at the moment with the return of Alex Pledger after his cancer diagnosis at the start of the year. He came back and played a few minutes in the last game of the regular season, so that's really spurring them on um, with Chiefs return to the court. But having said all that, I can see the Hawks getting through the Sharks. You know, maybe single digits, but in a relatively close one. I can see the Saints dealing with the Huskies with relative ease and then giving us the final that the neutrals really want to see, and that's uh, the Hawks against the Saints. So it's had a lot of history in the last few years. Hell of a final back in 2019. The Hawks beat the Saints in Napier this year. The Saints beat the Hawks in overtime in Wellington this year. And I think, I think that's a really tough one to call, if that is the grand final tomorrow night. Well, we've only been on air four mornings. Well, I have anyway. But I'm very, very convinced straight away that Hugh Bainan's going to be a regular on my show uh, because uh, you've just <laughs> been so... Uh, with your expertise, mate, you've just uh, informed a, a lot. Uh, of people about how you perceive it went and how you perceive it's going to go. So I look forward to talking to you again often in the future, mate. Thank you very much, Hugh Bainan. Thanks, mate. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.